Hello, Devlin Bishop here with you, and welcome to another Mondo Nostalgia podcast. And today we are going to be talking about a movie that just doesn't get enough love. And I don't know what it was, but I just had to talk about it today. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Jaws fan. Jaws is in my top 10 movies of all time. I've got a huge Jaws poster in my living, uh, in my hallway. And I watch Jaws probably at least once a year. And if I don't watch it, I usually watch a documentary about it. I just have watched so many things about Jaws. But what some people might not know is that I tend to watch Jaws 2 every couple of years. And I actually think Jaws 2 is a pretty good sequel. Yeah, I said it. I may have lost some credibility as a movie reviewer, but I actually think Jaws 2 isn't a bad sequel. And when you put it next to Jaws 3D and Jaws 4, The Revenge, Jaws 2 looks even more brilliant. Now, I will watch Jaws 3D maybe once a decade because um, of just the sheer cheese of it all. But Jaws the Revenge I just saw earlier this year for the first time ever. And I think I've probably seen it enough uh, in my lifetime. I, I might watch it when I'm old and I've forgotten all about it, but it was bad. And uh, I'd rather watch people talk badly about it than actually have to sit through that again, which is too bad because it actually has some really okay shark sequences in it. But we're here to talk about Jaws 2. And Steven Spielberg has didn't want to come back for Jaws 2, and I don't blame him. You know, he, he went on to do like Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, 1941, we won't talk about that too much. But after Jaws became like the first official summer blockbuster in the summer of 1975, it's no surprise they wanted a sequel. So in 1978, Jaws 2 came to life. Now Spielberg has put down Jaws 2 a couple of times. And, you know, Steven Spielberg did come back for the Jurassic Park sequel, The Lost World. Um... And I actually think that Jaws 2 is a better sequel than Jurassic Park 2. Uh, I know some of you will think I'm crazy with that, but I really think they dropped the ball on Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. But Jaws 2 works. Now, as I said, Spielberg didn't come back. A lot of people didn't come back. A couple of people they didn't need back. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss was working on Close Encounters with Spielberg, and there's really no need for Matt Hooper to come back. And Roy Scheider was kind of, not blackmailed, but he was kind of persuaded to come back for Jaws 2. He wanted to do another movie called Blue Thunder, a helicopter movie, that uh, they told him, well, we'll do it if you do Jaws 2. He really didn't want to do Jaws 2 because Jaws is a one-and-done kind of movie, and I agree with him. Uh, Roy Scheider did not need to come back. One of my big problems with Jaws 2 is that this movie could have been made without any of the Brody family coming back. 
But that being said, I am kind of glad Roy Scheider did come back because it does give the movie some credibility. And they brought, you know, his wife Black uh, back, played by Lorraine Gary, and Murray Hamilton also came back uh, as the as the mayor of the town. And sadly, he died shortly after doing this movie. And uh, this was, uh, I think, his last film appearance. I could be wrong on that. But that's when the, the movie kind of got, the series got locked into the whole Brody lock. But I think the Brody stuff actually works into, and three and four, you know, it gets just crazy. I might deal with that later on to talk about it. But Jaws 2 is solid in so many ways. And I think, as I said... They could have wrote a script that was just about a shark attacking another place. And I think Jaws 2 could have worked. Even some of the storylines they used, they could have got away with. Just don't mention any of the Brodies. But having Roy Scheider back definitely, you know, classes it up a bit. And I think he actually does a pretty good performance. That That's the one thing I always loved about Roy Scheider in this movie is I always knew that he didn't want to come back. But you'd never know it. Like, he's still brings it and i like people that are you know they're kind of forced back into a role but they still you know handle it with zest and roy scheider's professional like that i don't think i've ever seen a bad performance by roy scheider because he always brings it now the story you know pretty much follows the same thing i think it's a couple summers later and you know there's some talk that there might have been another shark attack uh, of can of course this time murray hamilton isn't the villain like he was the guy who was always like we're gonna open this park and he actually doesn't play that character in this so they put more of a company corporation spin on it um for a company that's invested a lot of money in the amity area and of course when you know, Brody starts suspecting that another shark might be here. And that's when they literally start, uh, you know, he wants to close it up again. And this time the corporation who's put a lot of money in it wants to keep it open. So, yes, it is similar. And the other difference about Jaws 2 is there's a lot of subplot with the Brody sons. Uh, they were little in the first movie, but they age quite a lot for it only being like a couple years later. Um, but the boys are back, and there's a whole teen subplot, which I know some people are annoyed with, but I actually think it's a plus because of the fact that I think it kind of turns Jaws into a little bit of a slasher movie where we have a whole bunch of teens to feast on. And it changes the element a bit because... The first movie, Jaws, you know, as much as, you know, everybody wants to say it's about the shark, um, it's not. It's about the three men that go off and hunt the shark and how you're facing fears and, you know, you're facing life, you're facing death. Jaws is so much more than just the shark. But in Jaws 2, it's basically about the shark. And, you know, one of the things people always talk about Jaws is that, that you don't see Jaws a lot in the first movie. In fact, you know, he's hardly seen in the first hour, which I always thought was kind of weird because people were like, ooh, we don't see the shark. That's what builds the tension. And I agree. I totally agree. But what's funny is we all know what sharks look like. 
So it's not like, you know, some weird, you know, mass killer that we don't know. Not to mention the movie poster, which is one of the most iconic movie posters ever, has the shark right front and center, and there he is. And, uh, but it's funny that Jaws is always credited that they didn't. And, of course, the great thing about it is that Jaws... Uh, you know, the reason they didn't show it was because they had so many problems with it. It sank and and um, just didn't work half the time. So most of the time, they had no choice but to not show the shark. Now, I love documentaries on Jaws, but Jaws 2 had just as much problems. Uh, quite frankly, uh, it did. And... If you get to see, there's they're harder to find, but there are a couple of Jaws 2 documentaries. But this time they built sets that actually floated away that they had to go and catch. Uh, the shark still caused some problems, but they get to use the shark a little bit more. In fact, they use the shark maybe a little bit too much. And I'll get to that when I get to my problems with it. Um, because I want to talk about it a little bit and celebrate it, because I really do like Jaws too. Um, so let's talk about some of the positives. As I said, they did not need Roy Scheider and the Brody family to come back, but I'm glad Roy Scheider did come back. He adds some element to it. Uh, it makes sense that, you know, Matt Hooper wouldn't have showed up, and, well, we know that Robert Shaw couldn't show up, but spoilers, but if you haven't seen Jaws yet, what are you waiting for? Go check it out. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. But anyhow, another person that did come back is John Williams. And this is very odd because John Williams always works with Spielberg. But when director Janot Schwark, I'm going to get that wrong, it was directed by Janot Schwark, he basically asked John Williams to come on board and he did and he actually did a pretty impressive job I think the Jaws 2 soundtrack actually is just as good if not maybe a touch better and you know that's kind of sad now this director Jaws 2 was his first film and uh, you know he had done some TV shows like the Rockford Files Kojak uh, Night Gallery, you know, but Jaws 2 was his first, sorry, his first feature film was a movie called Bug, which came out in 1975, then he did Jaws 2, but he only directed a couple of other movies before he decided to go back to TV, and that was Somewhere in Time, which I know a lot of people love that Christopher Lee, uh, Reeve, uh, Jane Seymour film, uh, Supergirl, which... Nothing to talk about there. And Santa Claus the movie, which I've never seen, but kind of always wanted to. So we'll have to definitely, um, I have to check out that one at some time. So anyhow, this guy, you know, had a real undertaking. Not to mention, Spielberg directed such a beloved film. What a movie to have to follow. But as I said, he does a pretty good job. So Roy Scheider came back and John Williams. So, you know. It feels like a Jaws sequel. I thought the campaign for it was really good. Just when you were afraid, just when you felt safe to go back in the water or something like that. That was like one of the taglines they used to use on the TV commercials or radio ads. And I thought it was good just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. That's it. 
And I, I thought it was great. And they really promoted that up. And Jaws 2 actually did pretty good at the box office, too. Not as big as Jaws, which, as I said, was the first big summer blockbuster. But it still managed to make $208 million off a $30 million budget. Now, keep that in mind, because the original Jaws, I think was under 10. I'm going to take a quick look because I'm a numbers kind of guy when it comes to box office. And the first movie cost a whopping... Sorry, I'm a little slow here on the uptick. I should have had all my stats done. But the first movie cost $9 million and it made 470. So yeah, Jaws 2 did pretty good. So it's no wonder we got, you know, the stinkers... Uh, <laughs> that came along the way, Jaws 3D and uh, and uh, Jaws the Revenge. Because they thought if they didn't put a 4 on it, it would class it up a bit. <laughs> so anyhow, so I thought the campaign was really good, and there was a lot more merchandise. I remember uh, Jaws had some merchandise, but Jaws 2 had like... I remember having the coloring book, I remember having the trading cards... Uh, you know, you could get shirts and games and all this stuff. And I know the soundtrack uh, was released, but I think it's actually hard to find now. Uh, and I know, like, we had it at where I work uh, is a secondhand store. And it went pretty quick because people were like, whoa, that's the original Jaws 2. Now, one thing in the advertising I did not like was the poster. Uh, as I said, I think... If you talk to people about what's one of the most iconic movie posters of all time, I think you'd get quite a lot of people saying Jaws. You know, not only is it iconic, but think of how many movies and TV shows you've seen the Jaws poster in like a kid's bedroom in the back, whether it's Dawson's Creek or I think Stranger Things have had it. Like from, it, it, they're always there. And, but the Jaws 2 poster, and hopefully Corda, and I know she can probably, will find the picture I'm talking about. It's basically almost the same shark picture, but he's coming out of the water, and he's going after a woman who's water skiing. Now, this brings up stuff that's in the movie, but it's a horrible poster because it's just so cheesy but it is kind of iconic in its own way and so but that that wasn't really a good one uh to go with but other than that i thought the advertising was good now the story except for like the rehash of it i think it deals more into it like roy scheider really becomes obsessed when he fears there's another shark attack and since we saw what he went through in the first movie this makes sense and you can see his anxiety and stress level and you can see it in his acting that he's just freaking out that he has to go through this again and again when you see him and Lorraine Gary you know coming up to the point where they realize their kids might be now in the shark's way it adds so much more to it and, yeah, the corporate stuff is kind of, you know, just a rehash of what we saw before. But the kids' stuff, even though a lot of people don't like it, I think is um, a little bit... Yeah, it's lame, but you know what? It changes it up a bit. Because not only do you get a different feel, it's not like about, let's go catch the shark. It's, 
more of, you know, the sharks coming after a group of kids or having a, a day of fun, you know, on their sailboats and stuff. And, you know, Brody and his wife have to run out and try to save them from the shark. There's some neat little um, twists that I like. Um, there's mild spoilers in this, so if you haven't seen Jaws 2, uh, you know, you might want to come back to this podcast. So I've put the warning up there. But basically, there's some nice twists, like uh, kind of the fake out they did before, like you think the shark's going to turn up here, but he's actually going to turn up here. And I like when they do that. And so I think that works really good. I also like that they did change up the ending a little bit and kill the shark in a different way. I like that they never try to tie this shark into the shark we saw three years ago. Like, they don't try to make it sound like this is Son of Jaws or something like that. This is just another shark. They tend to try to tie the sharks together later on. And as I said, if I have some time, I'll talk about those awful sequels. But they don't. It's just a shark. And Brody, again, has to use his know-how. And they lay the plans for that as well. And, you know... He's on his own this time because he doesn't have, you know, Robert Shaw, you know, Quint isn't there to, you know, act drunk and tell him stories of when he used to fight sharks all the time. And Matt Hooper's not there for the logistics of it all. So, you know, we get to see, like, I've done this once before, I'll do it again. And it, it's, I think it works because of the fact that he is trying to save not only his children, but friends of his children that he obviously knows and, you know, grew up with his kids. So there is a sense of urgency, and I think it works. And again, John Williams' soundtrack adds to that. He adds some really light, fluffy stuff when the kids are all together. And, uh, and it's a little bit of a contrast from the first one, but you still have that iconic Jaws theme in there. Now, some of the problems I did have with Jaws 2 um, is... The shark is seen a lot in this one. Uh, not as much, but there's no need to hide what the shark looked like in this. And I think sometimes they show the shark a little too closely. Um, one of the times is there's a scene where the shark is coming up to get one of the kids. And at the last minute, I think they pull the kid up. And basically, you see the shark runs sideways along the boat and the shark looks so darn rubber and this is a scene that they kind of use a lot to promote it and it just it looks like a rubber shark i you know there are moments that the shark doesn't look real in the first jaws but for some reason there's you're caught in the magic of it all that you don't really notice or care but then this rubber shark is, yeah, it, it's bad. And then the other scene, and again, a major spoiler here, and I love that they did this. And it still has an impact, even though, as I said, uh, I didn't see Jaws in the theaters the first time. I was way too little. I saw Jaws when it was on um, the TV movie of the week. Um, yeah, like the ABC Sunday Night Movie, and it still scared the crap out of me. Uh, and Jaws 2, I did not see in theaters either, because I didn't see the first one, and I was only 10. 
And there was no reason to see Jaws 2 because I hadn't seen Jaws 1. So I probably saw that on the TV movie. And I knew, I probably because of Mad Magazine or Cracked that I used to read, but they would give you the whole story because they parody it. And I remember hearing about this, but I couldn't believe my eyes when I actually saw it. And I'm, as much as I hate this scene, I also kind of love it. And that is when Jaws takes on, I like that I always call the shark Jaws. The shark doesn't have a name. Bruce is what they called it in the original Jaws because it kept breaking down. So Spielberg called it Bruce because it was the name of his lawyer. But Bruce is never mentioned in the movies. But I still will call it Jaws. So the shark Jaws um, actually takes down a helicopter. The helicopter lands to try to save the kids. And suddenly out of the corner of your eye, you see the shark. And he takes down the whole helicopter. This scene is absolutely horrible, but whenever it's about to happen, I kind of get giddy because of the fact that I love that they decided. Because when you do a sequel, as we learned from Scream 2, when you do a sequel, you have to up the ante. So you have to have more kills, and then you have to have more just over the topness but the fact that they have jaws take down a whole shark and how quickly he takes down the whole helicopter is just unbelievable but it does lead to some pretty neat effects like the blades of the helicopter ripping the shreds out of the 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 sails of the sailboats for the kids so here they're thinking that we're going to get rescued and it actually the situation puts them in a worse situation but yeah the shark, Jaws, takes down a helicopter. And, yeah, I, I'm i torn by this because I really... It, like, the first movie is so realistic. And, yeah, there's every scene in it. You can remind me of any I might be missing. But it comes off like, even though the shark may not look real all the time, everything that happens in it has a real feeling to it. And Jaws 2 has that until the helicopter sequence. I'm not saying that Jaws can't try to bite a helicopter. Maybe cause some menace to a helicopter. But to actually take the whole helicopter down. I'm not saying he ate the helicopter. But he certainly takes care of the pilots in it. And gets rid of the helicopter real damn fast. So, as soon as that comes out, it takes you out of the reality of it and puts it more into shark films that you might see on the sci-fi network and stuff. But really, besides that, I have a lot of fun with Jaws 2, and that's my only really problem. The helicopter scene, which secretly I kind of love. But I also have some issues with, you know, the rubbery shark or the bad uses of the shark in certain moments so you know there's that now as you know I, I am going to touch a little bit on the sequels I have a couple minutes left and they don't need that much Jaws 3D as I said I watch maybe every 10 years um, it's horrible it's made so badly with uh, 3D in mind because in the early 80s uh, 3D was a big thing again well not a big thing it lasted very little but I remember Jaws 
3 had a 3D, there was an Amityville 3D, there was a Friday the 13th 3D, maybe a couple of other ones in there, but Jaws 3D, when you watch it without the 3D, you can tell everything is played like it's 3D. And I never got to see this in 3D, but the effects look absolutely horrible because they just, they have blatant things just sticking out at you. And that's what you're supposed to do with 3D. But when you only watch it on DVD or a Blu-ray and you don't have the glasses or anything, it, it, it just makes the movie look stupid. Like scenes that might have looked somewhat frightening in 3D don't look frightening at all. It just looks like, Thing. And there's moments where it looks like they just transposed a, a you know, like a picture of a shark coming at you. The shark's not even moving, but it's coming towards you. And I can't see even how it would have looked scary in 3D, but it, it looks like an absolute mess. In fact, by the time you get to those scenes, you just kind of like, why did they have to make the Jaws movies a series? Why couldn't it have been one and done? Uh, but there's some good camp in it, um, and I, I actually, you know, do not hate it. I don't like it being part of the series, but I like to watch it every once in a while. And, of course, the Brody boys are in this, and it's kind of mentioned that, you know, Roy Scheider had a heart attack. And with the anxiety he had every time a shark showed up, I'm not surprised he did. Um, so I didn't mind what they did with the character. Uh, I recently, as I said, saw Jaws the Revenge. I read a lot of reviews about it, and I love watching reviews about it, but I decided I finally had to watch it. And boy, did I not like it a lot. It's actually, they try to make it a romance movie, and the unbelievable thing about this is the Brody kids in the third one face a shark, but they're not in Amity anymore, and again... The idea of a shark getting into a place like SeaWorld is absolutely awesome. I'm actually shocked SeaWorld actually let them use their name and stuff to promote this, because that to me doesn't sound like something you'd want promoted to it. But the fourth one, I guess after so many, like her husband died of stress because of heart attacks of the shark, one of her sons eventually gets killed by a shark. And so she decides to go across country and move. Now, if you had so many people who were affected by sharks, wouldn't you move, like, somewhere like, you know, Kansas or somewhere there's no, you know, water? But no, she moves somewhere where there is water. But in Jaws 4, they almost make it seem like the shark follows them. And they do a story, and sadly, Lorraine Gary does come back for the fourth one, and she has some mysterious link to the shark. And apparently, if you read the novelization, um, it actually has a voodoo subplot that the shark and the Brody family are linked. And this makes the movie absolutely stupid. Not to mention, they try to sneak in a romance with Lorraine Gary and uh, Michael Caine. And apparently Lorraine Gary wasn't going to come back for the fourth one, but she loved the idea of being the star of it this time and to have a romance with Michael Caine. And Michael Caine, of course, famously won his Best Supporting Actor nod for Han and the Sisters and couldn't be at the Oscars because he was filming Jaws the Revenge. And he has no qualms about it. I've seen him talk in interviews and he said, 
I bought a house with what I got for, you know, Jaws the Revenge. So I don't feel bad. I, you know, I don't have to watch the movie. I just have to know that I made money doing it. And, you know, I know some people are like, oh, I hate hearing actors talk about money. But I actually like when they're honest about it. And he certainly was. Anyhow, Jaws the Revenge is almost unwatchable, and I've seen it once. And sadly, there is a couple of sequences with the shark that I actually like. Not many, but there's an underground sequence in an abandoned boat, I want to say, ship. And it's actually pretty good. And uh, But unfortunately, it's not good enough to see the whole movie. Like, I don't even think that many people die in the movie, because there's a character that dies in the movie and then he's found to be alive because apparently when they tested it with audiences they didn't like that that character died so they rewrote him to come back and they actually refilmed the ending and i'm not even going to spoil the ending because it's so ludicrous the way he dies in the third uh, the fourth one is just absolutely stupid but, you know, if you're looking for a night of cheese, you can't do wrong with Jaws 3D, Jaws the Revenge, but you've been warned. But Jaws 2, I think, is quite good. And I am not ashamed that I will watch it not only with a double bill with Jaws, but I will watch it every couple of years. Now, I know it's not as wonderful as the original, but you know what? I think it actually holds up a lot better than a lot of other sequels that we saw in the past. Well, I had a great time talking about Jaws 2. Do you have love for any of the Jaws movies, whether it's the original Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, or Jaws the Revenge? Do you want to rag on them? Do you want to put them down? Do you have stories about when you went to see them in the theater, or when you watched them on VHS or DVD? Go down to the comments section. Let's have a discussion about Jaws 2. This movie needs to be talked about. It's such a fun movie, and I will be there answering you, talking to you, whatever you'd like. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more great podcasts about talking about lots of great things. We also have trivia every Saturday. We have Memory Lane. We have Sunday Funnies. We have a lot of great stuff. So, Join us on Instagram, Twitter. We're always talking. Don't forget the Mondo Nostalgia Facebook page. We do Mondo Nostalgia 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you like to look back at the past and discuss it and talk about how it changed your life, you have found the perfect place for you. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.